Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. everybody welcome back to the show man it's been another great week and i am always on cloud nine you know why because we get to shine a light on people who are innovators and people who are free thinkers and game changers who have literally put their money where their mouth is and created something great and why am i excited about that because i get to do it for the culture i get to shine a light on people who look like me who don't look like me who are out here representing for everybody and that's a good feeling every week. So thank y'all for listening. If this is your first time listening to the show, hey, I hope you enjoy it. Matter of fact, go ahead and listen to two or three so you can really fall in love because I know you will. And if you are returning, thank you so much. And be sure to share this episode on whatever platform is your favorite social media platform and tag us. We're at Brunch and Slay on everything. So super simple. I want to give you a proper Southern thank you and say thank you, girl, or thank you, guy. I appreciate you listening. So Each week, you know, we get to have these people who literally give me a kick in the butt and say, okay, you can do more. And this week's guest literally has done something that I feel is worth shouting from the rooftops. He has helped co-found a group uh, that helps our young men when they have fallen on hard times or maybe they just need the right direction, not necessarily even always hard times. And he can definitely dive in and give his brand way more justice than I ever could. But I want you to help me welcome to the show Gerard Kersey, the co-founder of That Suits You, a nonprofit that accepts gently worn professional professional wear for men. How cool is that, y'all? Just let that sink in for a second, right? <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely appreciate you uh, allowing us on your platform. I'm really excited to be here. And uh, thank you once again. Yeah. So, you know, in my wheelhouse, I'm not going to lie, I've been in a bubble for a while. I am a girl's girl. I am team girl power, been that way my whole life. I'm not a part of the trend, right? This is, I'm a a game changer. This is how we started. (laughs) But because of that, I often forget that there are men out here trying to make the community better for other men who look like them. And your brand and what you've created with your, with your co-founders really reminded me that I got to do a better job of supporting our brothers and supporting those folks out here who are really putting their footprint out there and making sure that when they leave, everybody knows they were here. So kudos to you guys for what you created. Oh, thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Um, one of the things that I mean, what you're saying is so true. I mean, uh, I'm big on social media and I see so many uh, females, so many uh, power women, so many conferences for women, so many uh, inspiring uh, articles and movements by women. And that was one of the reasons why uh, me and my brother, we co-founded That Suits You because we wanted to do, you know, do something for the guys, get the guys out. So, you know, after working for the state, so long 24 years and doing a lot of interviews and seeing so many guys come in and not really being dressed properly for interviews and not getting a job mainly uh, I really wanted to do something so I spoke to him and I said you know what let's go in our closet you know 
most men who wear suits, they have some suits that they, you know, that they can give away. They're not really that fond of. And so that's what me and my brother did. And we started giving these suits to these guys to kind of empower them, kind of give them a sense of confidence. And it really worked as they got the suits, they got confident and they got jobs. So there was an end result that we saw. And we just decided to form this organization uh, that suits you where, you know, is really going around empowering men, teaching about image, teaching them why it's important and providing the attire that they need as well. Man. So let's, let's go back. Cause that's a lot. And a lot of people have those kind of ideas and they do it for two weeks, <laughs> right? <laughs> or they do it uh, through Thanksgiving and Christmas when everybody's feeling g- g- gratitude. <laughs> How did you keep that fire going? Um, well, like, like I said, being at DMV for 24 years, uh, well, let me backtrack. My mother, she worked for Verizon for 30 years. My father worked for New York City Transit for 25 years. And they taught me, my brother, and my sister their idea of success, which was you work for a company and you retire, which in turn, I wound up working for a motor vehicle for 24 years. But I, it was during that time I realized that I was living out my parents' idea for success and not mine. Mm-hmm. So I was going through, you know, as I got that, that thought in my mind, I started going through different things that I thought would give me success. So I started doing this business, started doing this business, and I was looking for something that I can do that would really give me that sense of joy and happiness and uh, find success in my life. And it wasn't until I really started doing, uh, founding this organization and, and teaching about image and and really speaking to a group, speaking to, you know, just really doing that. I thought, wow, this is something that, you know, let me define my own idea of what success is for me. I mean, I appreciate my parents, what they did. They did a tremendous job, but it was at that point where I got an aha moment and said, I wanted to find my own uh, idea of success. So that suits you. That's one of the things that kept me, kept us while we doing it because this, I found my passion. I found my, uh, my, my my gift in life is to do this. So that's really what keeps it going. I can't, I cannot not do this in, in, with my life. This is something that I must do. And I see the impact that it's having. No, I'm so glad you shared that, that a lot of times people tend to think they're the only one out here trying to navigate these waters and, and thankful for those parents who paved the way, gave excellent examples, right? But right they literally sometimes forget that we're supposed to stand on their shoulders. (laughs) You know, it's a springboard. It's an advantage. They raise the bar on generations, right? So it's our turn to raise the bar. And you had the luxury of being able to pursue your dreams, which is what it was all about, right? Right. Right. Yeah, the real full circle moments. And and it's nice to hear a, a gentleman talk about it because a lot of times as women, we tend to think we're the only ones who go through these, uh, I guess, soul-searching moments, and for you to find what lit you up and pursue that, that was another nugget. Sometimes we go through and we are searching and we're hopping from thing to thing, and then we get discouraged because people say, what are you doing now? Now you're selling T-shirts? Now you're selling mugs? We're searching. Right, 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 exactly. And the thing about it is the same way that, like, my mother, she really doesn't understand what I'm doing or why I would leave that job. She She doesn't understand that. It's the same way as how I, it's, it's hard for me to understand working there all that time and not being happy. I always, it's just saying, I say, people at the top of the mountain really can't understand people who stay at the bottom. And the people at the bottom of the mountain really don't understand the people who 
climb to the top. It's just a different mindset and it's hard to really explain the differences. But when you know that this is something that you're supposed to do, it's, it's not for everybody to understand. It's just something that you know you have to do. And if you don't do it, then you, you'll know inside of you, you won't have that sense of peace, that sense of joy, that sense of accomplishment, that sense of success. And um, I didn't want to have that feeling anymore. So I'm very happy. I mean, and, and I'm definitely not saying it was a smooth, easy transition as we'll talk, but um, it's something that I know that I have to do. Right. And that's the thing that keeps you up at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Yeah. So you guys, you do workshops. You don't just give them a tire and do it once a year. You, this is an ongoing thing, right? And I know you guys help kids going back to school. Uh, what's that like? How, how is that in implementing those different programs? Yeah, initially we started with um, working with job training programs, men coming home from prison, because we, that was really the population that we saw initially. Uh, that we started working with. And then we realized, you know, let's not just give them a tire. Let's, you know, let's do teaching. Let's teach them why it's important. And we found that a lot of guys didn't know their measurement. So a lot of guys didn't know how to tie ties. A lot of guys didn't know how to wear suits, how to take care of your suits, what colors, what fit. So we said, you know, this is a opportunity. So we not, not our, our motto is to train the inner man, but suit the outer man. So we just didn't want to provide a tire. We wanted to do more like a total, total package. So we started with men coming home from prison. Then we started working with uh, AARP. And then we said, well, you know, let's go, let's get earlier. So we started working with middle schools and high schools and colleges. So uh, it really, it really started to grow. So we had clients as young as 12 and as old as 65. So um, that's really what our mission is to just teach, train, and suit uh, individuals who need who need this, who need attire, but more importantly, also to teach them why the image is so important. Yeah. So, what's the Seven Eleven rule? Seven Eleven rule is basically um, very important. Something that we don't realize that it's happening to us, but it happens all the time. In the first seven seconds of meeting someone, people form. 11 judgments about us and it happens instantaneously instantaneously and it happens to everyone so you meet somebody you go on an interview uh you walk into a meeting you walk into a store in the first seven seconds people automatically form 11 judgments about you and the thing about that is it doesn't even have to be true you know you look at a man in a suit you say oh he's wealthy he's rich he's uh got a good job he's going to interview and none of that could be true he could have just did some type of white collar crime, could have did it, could be a hitman, could have murdered somebody. But that image that initially speaks to you is uh, depends on how you look. You know, if we teach uh, the individuals we speak to that you never want to make an okay first impression, you always want to make an outstanding first impression. Well, how do you make an outstanding first impression? It's based on uh, the three V's uh, your visual, your vocal, and your verbal. So, you and visual is 55%. So visual is such a huge part of making an outstanding first impression that you definitely want to do your best to make sure your visual uh, speaks for you. Yeah, man, that's that's a that's a whole that's a whole episode in itself, right? We could talk about that Seven Eleven for a while. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Right. So I know. 
Yeah, yeah. And I know you kind of touched on it a little bit ago and you talked about the hurdles of leaving that security and that and a lot of people want to take the leap and a lot of people are afraid to take that leap. So let's let's dive in. I want you to be as transparent as you feel comfortable with. Let's talk about right. some of those hurdles that made you say, you know what? I don't know about this. Like <laughs> let's right. talk about that. Like, give me a couple or an example when you really questioned what you were doing and how you rebounded. I mean, I think it all goes back to uh, growing up, you know, my father, like I said, they worked for the companies, my father 25 years, my mother 30 years. So that was kind of like taught, like that's, that's deep rooted teaching you, you know, this is what you do. And not only that, my father, he kind of dabbled in doing some entrepreneurial work, but not to the, not full time. You know, he dabbled in it to see how it worked. So I think that was kind of like, it was, they taught us that you work for a company, but by him doing that, I think that opened up a little door that it might be possible, but I kind of buried it. So for 24 years, this is, this is all I thought. I didn't, I never thought about being an entrepreneur or working for myself. I always thought, you know, wow, people do that. I admired that about them. Wow. How do you like, I never understood how they did that because I just, my mind was so much trained on just doing, you know, work for the company and you retire. So after being there for so long and I said you know what I just felt like you know I would do a little bit of uh that suits you work and then I would do my full-time so it was like part-time that suits you full-time working for the state until it got to the point where it just got where I could not do both no matter you know it just got it got overwhelmed I could not do both and be effective so um and things happened at my job where it became uh impossible so um I, I had to leave and, you know, I, I explained it to, I spoke to my wife and I've been married for 27 years. I explained to my wife, I said, you know, this is what's going on. And she was very supportive. But even though she's very supportive, it still was very challenging because you've gone from something that you used to for 24 years, you know, every two weeks, that was automatic. Every two weeks that check, that check came to now where you have to, uh, if you don't kill it, you know, really, you're not eating. And so that's a total different mindset. You can't bring the work habits that you have from working at a company for all them years now over into this land where you have, a, have to have a total aggressive kill what you eat mindset. So it, that was uh, the biggest struggle. I think so many people I talk to and they talk about making that transition or not making that transition is because they it's the unknown, you know, they're used to that check every two weeks and now you're going to, well, what if you don't get paid? What if, what if, what if the contract, what if this don't happen? No. All those what ifs are on the other side, but you will never know. It's, you know, it's like that movie, The Matrix. When uh, he was explaining to Neo, he was trying to explain to him what The Matrix is and what it's all about. But then he just told him, he said, unfortunately, I cannot tell you what The Matrix is, I have to show you. Same thing for people making that transition. You can have all the statistics, all the analytics written out and everything down on paper and how it can happen. But until you actually do it, you won't really know and test yourself and build it and learn about yourself. Uh, I don't care how much reading you do about reading a bike. Uh, you put your feet in the pedals, you turn, you balance yourself. All that is good, but you <laughs> won't know how to ride the bike <laughs> actually on the bike. Right. That is the best analogy ever. Seriously. Yeah. 
It is because yep. even with YouTube, YouTube has everybody thinking they can do anything. And y'all can, you can, but it's going to take some practice. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, but told me that thing about the bike. You know, you put your foot in and you turn the pedals, you balance yourself. It's, it sounds real good. Right? Until you, you fall and hit your face. <laughs> you get on that bike and do it. It's not, I mean, you won't learn. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a great analogy. So as as an entrepreneur, I believe every time there comes a time in everybody's path when you know that you know that you're doing the right thing and that's like the, your confirmation moment. What was that moment for you? It, and, and before because I know it probably came way before you got compromised at work and you realized that you just couldn't do it both. When was that moment that you said, "Okay, I, there's no this is it. This is I know that I know." Uh, the funny thing is how, I mean, the way it came about, um, me and my wife, we were, uh, she had got pregnant and we both were working nine to five jobs and then, you know, she had complications with the pregnancy. So she had to, uh, actually stop working. She was on bed rest for, since, uh, I think month five. So we went from two salaries with just two, with two of us. Now we went from one to one salary. And she had twins, so that was four of us. So that's a big Oh wow, yeah. Yeah. So um I said, uh God, you know, I need I need to make more money. You know, I need to make more money. I need to make more money. And uh the the what I heard was, Okay, I want you to start giving away suits to men so that they can get back to work. And when you think about that, that it sounds wonderful for the individuals who are getting the suits so that they can get back to work, but that doesn't answer the question that I Pose. I said, I need to make more money. <laughs> like, did you did you hear me clearly? <laughs> right, right, right. And the answer was, I want you to give away suits. So it doesn't seem to match or make sense. That's plaid and stripes. It didn't seem to make sense. But that answer really changed my life. I mean, that the answer he gave me changed my life because by me doing that, that set in motion so many things for my life uh, to happen. That I could have actually received that and said, uh, maybe I don't, maybe that's wrong. I don't get it, no, and not done anything about it, and still been asking for more money. But by me doing that, what what was what I believe he spoke to me, that changed everything about me, and it just was a piece. It was a piece about doing it because mm -hmm. I never thought about doing that before. I never thought about giving suit away for people for free so they give it. I never thought about that, but once that came, it just was like a a piece inside of me and I said, yeah, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is, this is something I'm supposed to do. And when, when you tell people that they like, wow, that's a great idea. Why didn't I think of, why didn't I think of that? And I'm like, um, you know, they say, they say, you know, why didn't they think of it? I said, you know, I don't know. This is just something that I believe that he told me to do. And I, it felt right. It felt like this was the right. Now, how it was going to sustain my life, how I was going to uh, put more money in my pocket, how it was going to help take care of me, my family, and kids, and how I think I had no no clue how that was going to happen, but I just knew that this was something that I had to do, and if I didn't do it, I would be, feel really bad about it. This episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something.
And now back to brunch and slay. That was another golden nugget. Stop worrying about the how. <laughs> right? We get in our own way trying to sabotage our dreams and our aspirations and our, even our calling, I believe, by trying to figure it out. Sometimes you just got to start the journey. You cannot see, you know, you're, you, even when you get on a plane, right? You just get on knowing that you're going to land. You pray, right? You get on, you know it, you bought a ticket to whatever your destination is. And you don't know what time you're gonna arrive, might be delayed, might have a little turbulence, and but you get there. And we don't know the route, we just trust that the pilot is driving. Right, right, <laughs> and, right. and I think that that is, that is like the hardest part about, I feel about entrepreneurship, because like you talked about, there's so many moments when we're like, okay, now uh, that contract, they haven't signed it yet, they talked about it. <laughs> you know, we, we met, they said they loved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's that check? Because that's how we live. <laughs> But Just the other day, the, this, it was a nice, a nice check that, uh, you know, we they agreed. They said, oh, we love it. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. You know, and then right before the, the, the month you know, or their fiscal period ended, they said, um, yeah, we're going to wait on that. And for them, you know, it's like, you know, okay, we'll wait. We'll do it later. Like, it's no big thing. <laughs> you know, hey, we'll do right. it another time. But for you, you on the other side, like, wow, I was, you know, you had already calculated. You yes. That, you figured <laughs> that, you put that in your budget. And then for that to be gone, you're like, oh, wow. But that's the, that's the part where people do not want to put themselves in that situation. They don't want in this social media, Instagram, everybody winning era, you never want to be in a position where you have a loss or oh, you yeah. it appears that you're losing. Right. Oh, and I, I mean, I kind of understand that, but um, to the, I also understand from reading so many and listening to YouTube and Les Brown and Miles Monroe and people like that, that you are going to have a number of losses. Oh, just, yeah. It's just reality. Way more losses. Like, I, I'm glad you shared that too. That I mean, I've been there. Let me tell you, Hurricane Harvey busted all my wind out of all my sales. They were done. I literally had so many agreements in the works, so many companies that were like, hey, we're going to work. Once Harvey hit, uh, that was, and, and I was in the city where Harvey hit, all the money went to Harvey. And that was devastating at the time. I thought, oh my gosh, even though I knew it, I wasn't devastating that I didn't want to help the community. I thought, it, I understood it. But as an entrepreneur, that literally set a whole year, a whole year's worth of work of relationships, of coffees, of driving around, of taking meetings, of all the work that wow. goes in that people don't see. But I've always right. said for every yes y'all see, I've had, I used to say 100 no's, I'm going to say 250 now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you probably, you feel bad that, you know, the hurricane is hurting people and everything, but you're also thinking about, wow, this is you yeah. know, my business and my yeah. work that I'm Right. Yeah. 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 And you're like, okay, so, uh, so I'm going to have to make some tough decisions around here. (laughs) Right. And, and I probably could have been a little bit more transparent about that particular journey, but I, the reason why I probably don't share, and this is me, honestly, because I don't need anybody's negativity polluting what I know is for me. Like I am really laser focused when it comes to my journey and what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Just like, you know, you answered your call. I know I'm doing that. So I don't need your one word, even though you're not trying to be negative friend and you think you're supporting me. It's not, it's not supporting me. Those questions you're asking right now, I'm not trying to hear them. And it's, you know, I'm trying to stay in my lane and keep in my little bubble of positivity because that's what I need at that moment. 
and right, right. right and you i'm sure you've been there it's like that yeah. one word from that one person you thought had your back and they still do they don't even know that you're like reeling on the inside <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, have, you, have you thought about going back to getting a job have oh. you about, um yeah 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 i know i know it's like telling a person who's overweight they need to lose weight let me tell all y'all out there <laughs> <laughs> That's like when you when you come in your granny say, what you been eating? Are you getting a little big? Don't tell that to an entrepreneur. We don't want to hear that mess. We are here trying to live our best life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yep. those, those moments stink and it makes us reluctant. And for me, I realized this last year, or maybe not even this last year, probably I've known this for a while, but I did it. I do it even more. I go in internal and I go into my little, I always say I'm in my lab and I really shut everybody out. Not because I don't, I'm feeling down. I'm not depressed. I'm like laser focused. And mm. I know I can't afford to let anybody's thoughts, anybody's ideas where they think I should be doing with, with what God told me to do. You can't tell me what to do with what God told me to do. That much I know. Well, <laughs> so I get in this little bubble and I'm like huddle down like nope nope pivot nope 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 what do you do when you are having those like uh-uh that I'm not getting another job I gotta figure this out how do you go into your laser focus mode what does that look like for you oh I mean wow I mean it's just I just start re I, I just start thinking about you know what can I do or what area can I do veteran what can i what did i miss out on what what can i learn from this situation i'm in right now i always think about every time i get into this situation i always come out something always happens i never go under so what what is it that i'm supposed to learn right now at this moment what am i supposed to do or what can i do that i haven't done so i just start to reflect on uh decisions that i've made decisions i need to make tighten up something that maybe I didn't tighten up, follow up on some other um, things that I maybe I could do. So I, I just started to think about what lessons is it that I have to learn right now or what lessons did I learn previously that I can implement right now. So I just started thinking, thinking in, in, in that area and I usually get like inspired. I come up with something. One time I was thinking about, you know, you know there's some, something I need to do right now something I need to do that I said I wanted to do. I said, well, you know what? It's time for a book. Let me let me put a book together. And putting that book together was a, a, a big pivotal moment in my life. And it opened up so many other doors. This was last year. And it was at a moment where I was like, one of those down moments, like, what do I need to do? And that was the, that was the book moment. So was, when those moments hit, it's usually something that I, I need to do or tie or pivot or some some move that I need to make. So that's how I begin it. No, I love that. It's an internal review. It's that reflection time. And we yeah. always can do better. And you gotta and I think that probably works for people who are self-starters, which probably most entrepreneurs will listen, but even this could work for folks who aren't entrepreneurs. It's like when you know, even at work and you haven't got that promotion you want, sometimes we got to call our, call a spade a spade, right? And I know there's areas when I've gotten comfortable, just like I probably rested on my laurels because I thought all those contracts were for sure, right? Um, yeah. I could have kept pushing. I could have kept building relationships and maybe one of them would uh, more than one because one still did pan out but more than one would have panned out and because I could, wouldn't have got comfortable and I think you know you said something else that I literally that was my mantra for a, a while when has it not been all right we stress ourselves out <laughs> and it's right. like but you're not on the street girl like figured you've been figuring it out when has it not been all right it might be a little uncomfortable it might not be everything you want it to be but you'll be all right <laughs> right right yep <laughs> definitely I agree with that
So finish this sentence, these sentences for me. We're going to start with this one. Never underestimate. Uh, never underestimate your lessons that you've learned. I mean, uh, the, the things that you've gone through. I believe that everything we go through is something that propels us or we learn from. So those 24 years with DMV or those uh, bad relationships that we had or that terrible supervisor or that um, that uh, bummy car that you were driving, everything that we've gone through, I think is a lesson that needs to be learned for us. So don't underestimate anything that you've been through. All right. Sometimes I... about the, the future and I get excited because I know the path, I know the direction. It's just uh, getting, staying focused where you're at right now to reach that desired future. So sometimes I think about, I meditate on uh, where I want to be, what I want to do, where I'm going to be, my family, what's going on. So I, sometimes I think about the future. Ah, so another thing that you guys do that I think is really cool is something called Suited for Success. Yes, that actually was born from the That Suit You movement. Suited for Success is a, uh, a book featuring 25 Black men who share their stories of what they had to do to success, do to succeed. So that was uh, volume one, Suited for Success volume one was last year. And this year, we're actually coming out with Suited for that's volume two, which is another uh, 20, this one has 26 men, uh, black men sharing their story, talking about what they went through, the struggles, sacrifices, pain is very transparent. Guys have really opened up. And I think it's just very powerful that we were able to put uh, 25, 26 uh, black and brown men together. And just to be transparent about their life, uh, mistakes they've made, lessons they've learned, losses they've had, but also how they were able to pivot and move and navigate their way to achieve a level of success in their life. And everybody, and there's different different things that they've done: politicians, uh, doctors, entrepreneurs, uh, firemen, so uh, ministers. So just different different avenues of success. And I think it, it really will help uh, men, women, young and old, just to see that um, no matter where you start, you can, you can reach your desired goal. You can reach the point that you want to reach. And it's gonna, and these guys have went through some really challenging situations and they were able to reach it. So then that gives you the uh, confidence that you can do it as well. Man, that's pretty awesome. And where, where can people find that book? Suited for Success Volume 1 is oh, yeah. out. They can actually get it. Uh, they go to um, our website, uh, org. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, they can get it there as well. Wow. So because it is, I won't say a rarity, but it's a special treat to have a gentleman on the show, I have to ask this question. Mm -hmm. What is something that you wish that more that women knew? Uh, I think well, I wish I wish women, more women understood or knew that how much men really appreciate when a woman 
is proud or lets the, the man or the husband know how proud they are of what he's accomplished or what he's doing or what his dreams are. It just gives him that sense of, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there for you. I'm encouraging you. Uh, uh, I appreciate what you're doing. I see the vision. You know, you're a king. You, 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 you're doing it. You're making it happen. I don't think they, a lot of them realize how powerful that is because um, a lot of times women can come together with other women and communicate, but many times men, they don't communicate with anyone. They'll share that, you know, as I read these stories in the book, they, they'll just keep that to themselves. So when a woman can come and say that, that, that gives a uh, man the, the strength and the ability to keep going forward and be happy. Wow, she's really proud of what I'm doing. I'm, you know, even if it doesn't, even if it's not really happening where it's at, but it's going someplace, just to hear those words is definitely, definitely powerful. Oh, that's some great advice. Now, one of the things that I think is really important is that we pour back into the people who pour into us. So just having you on this show and sharing your journey and your mission, I'm sure it's made a ton of our days. It's definitely made mine. So I want to know what vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Oh, just continue to just to lift us up lift me up and that uh to, we would continue to do the work that uh, God has commissioned us to do, continue to help the men, uh, continue to get awesome dynamite items of clothing uh, and to continue to spread the word of what we're doing. I mean, I've been able to meet some awesome people um, during this journey. Um, I was at Gail King's house the other day. She invited me there and she donated some items. And just the fact that that is a possibility Wow. Yeah, you're one degree from Oprah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Just just the fact that that's a possibility. Like, if I'm working at DMV, doing a good job, doing a a good job, managing over a couple of offices, but she's not inviting me to her house because I'm working at DMV. Mm -hmm. But because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet, opportunities like that are available. So it's just about doing what God has commissioned you to do here, that these things are able to happen. So just being at her house and having, just me and her, having a conversation, talking about life, talking about how to interview R. Kelly, talking about, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Um, she, you know, just, you know, I got to her house a little early. She said, oh, you know, it's a pizza shop on the corner. Go get some pizza. I'll be there in a minute. I mean, that, you can't, you can't buy that. That is uh, right. amazing. She's such a beautiful person. It's just uh, I'm just uh, so grateful that she saw the vision, sees the vision. And she wants to, you know, this is the second time, so you know, I consider her my friend now. I'm just, now I'm gonna say wow. yeah, my friend. <laughs> but you know, that's so awesome. I think there's so many nuggets. At least I'm finding them for myself about trusting. You know, I believe I say it all the time. Being here on this earth, it's a journey, right? And so now you're getting the true experience of what your what your journey is about. You surrendered. And you answered a call and you gave back, you're giving back to the community. And because of that, you're getting a fuller experience. Right. And right. I believe, yeah, I, I believe that that experience is whatever we choose to make it. And sometimes it's uncomfortable, like you said, because it might be financial stresses, but you get full in so many other ways and that stuff works itself out. Right. But this experience right. you're having, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Like you said, you could be getting that bi-weekly, but you wouldn't have this experience, right? Exactly. Man. Definitely. That's, that's basically what I'm, exactly what I'm saying. Yep. 
Wow, how beautiful is that? Well, I got to know, because I'm sure people are listening. I know y'all got husbands, cousins, sons, boyfriends, ex-boyfriends who left stuff you want to burn. Don't burn it. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> so that suits you. I got a box together. I had Chad clean out the closet. We got stuff. I got it all washed fold it, everything ready to go. So I want you to tell everybody where we can send these. And I'm going to be clear. Gently worn does not mean stuff you're going to throw in the trash. (laughs) We won't, don't put anybody in anything you wouldn't want to wear. So we want to send it and we want to send a lot of it. So where can we send all these good items to? Right. I try, yeah. I mean, try to be as, as, uh, light as possible because you definitely these are items that we're going to be giving to people that got to go on an interview so you definitely say new or gently worn professional attire <laughs> so um suits uh you know your basic four color suits black brown uh gray and blue and you know we used to do a lot of church suit jobs so we got a lot of yellows and, mm-hmm. and, and purples and hats canes and tin buttons so you know we say you know your basic two or three button suits and the sizes that we look that are in demand right now are like 38 36 regular to 44 regular long so within that range it would be definitely ideal um they could they get suits full suits and ties so no uh jackets or pants separate full suits and ties and they can be sent to um um uh, shipping address um should i give it to you over the yeah um, yeah but you say so they can't if they like, what about casual friday so y'all don't help them out on like nice button downs or no nah, just full suits and ties okay yeah yeah so go ahead and send the address yeah. they, can, they, they can be shipped to tsy that suits you 645 elton street uh brooklyn new york 11208 all right and we're going to make sure we put that in the show notes so they're going to always need them. And, and, and if you don't have those sizes, I'm sure they have people in other sizes too. There are sometimes we have people who are, it's sizes that are more in demand, you know? Um, right. So I know they need them. If you know someone, if you can help, uh, please just, just do that solid, y'all. You can write that receipt off uh, for shipping it. I'm sure you can find a way to put in your taxes. But this is, this is something that's worth supporting. Definitely, definitely. And we also have, uh, you know, <clears throat> the interested. And the book suited for success. They could go to the website. I'm quite sure you'll have it in the in the show notes. They could go to the website uh, that suits you.org and they can actually purchase the book. And it's definitely been used in schools and colleges, and people actually had some good uh, reviews about it. So it's definitely a, a great read. Where can people follow you? How can they support you? Sure, people can follow uh, that suits you page is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at that suits you t h a t s u i t s y o u and follow me personally. Uh, my name is Gerard, but everybody calls me PK Kersey, so they can go to PK Kersey on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Well, you know, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And man, I'm sending good vibes your way and wishing nothing but continued abundance for what you guys are doing up there in New York. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I definitely appreciate it. I had a great time with this interview. I truly appreciate you have a wonderful spirit. And thank you, husband, Chad, for making a donation as well. It's our pleasure, man.
It's our pleasure. So I hope you've enjoyed this show as much as I have enjoyed sharing this awesomeness with you. All I ask is that you share it with a friend, share it on your favorite platform. And no matter what, always remember in this case, if he can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slate.